Okay, I'm so excited to bring this episode to you today. It is a guest interview, which we have not had yet on the Happy Hippie podcast. And I'm going to tell you all about the guest right after the intro. So stay tuned. You really do not want to miss this episode. Welcome back to the Happy Hippie Podcast. This is a podcast that aims to explore all the areas in life that contribute to bringing us greater happiness. I am your host, Amanda McCormack. I am a registered yoga teacher, a nutrition coach, and a personal trainer, as well as a Girls Gone Strong women's coaching specialist. So in this podcast, we take deep dives into different wellness topics, products, and mindsets that help you feel better mentally, physically, and spiritually. And I believe that happiness is a journey and that this podcast is here to help navigate you through that journey. So join us as we explore different paths to happiness and share them with you. Okay, so I met this guest on a bus, literally on my first full day in Hawaii. Craziest story ever. I don't think I actually told you about the full story about the flight over and the crazy night I had to spend. I ended up on the wrong side of the island totally by myself. Another day, we'll deep dive into that one. But yeah, I woke up on the wrong side of the island and I had to get to Hilo, which is on the complete other side by myself. And I found a bus that could take me there, but it's like a four hour bus ride. And it's also, I heard from some people it was kind of sketchy. So I was like, great, let's do this. So I show up to a Target. It's like a sketchy bus stop. And I'm literally surrounded by like six homeless men. And I have, <laughs> I have a big rolling suitcase because I obviously packed to stay for like a very long time. So I'm waiting outside this bus stop. I'm actually talking to this homeless man because he like would not leave me alone. And he kept trying to show me his missing toe. I did see it. I did see it. I wish I didn't. I'm thinking of it right now. But anyway, I'm standing there. I'm kind of like surrounded by this van and like some other homeless guys were like talking to me. And I was like, this is it. I'm about to die on the bus ride to Hilo. And then I, I look out into the distance and there's a girl standing like 10 feet away from me. And she's like all in white. And I was like, I am going to go stand next to her because one, she looks cool. But two, I also like didn't want to keep talking to the homeless guy that probably had septus. So I was like, And I walked over there. We ended up getting on the bus when we were going to Hilo. And we were the only two on that bus ride like the entire time. I'm pretty sure like two or three people hopped on and off within the hours. But we got like engulfed in this conversation for the entire bus ride to the point where I, I don't think I've ever been so present. Like I just, she's so lovely. I love to hear what she had to say. She has a great story. And just like we were talking about so many different topics that my phone, my, my, my family was freaking out because I was not looking at my phone. I don't even think I checked the time once on a four hour bus drive because we were just talking to each other. Like my whole family was like, hello, are you alive? Like, (laughs) what are you doing? But somewhere along the line, we were like, hold up, we should collab a little bit. We should do something. And we ended up saying we should do a podcast episode together and this was back in January so I didn't forget it's been a few months but we made sure to make it happen and we're finally bringing it to you so I'm so excited for you to hear this and also I will update you on that crazy story another time but that's how we met so it's almost like faith put us together to bring you this episode (laughs) this episode will show you how the mind and body are really connected and it may answer some questions that you have on gut health how your stress levels can actually impact your body like physically digestion a little bit on hypnotherapy and how your mental health can actually affect your physical health it's such a great episode i feel like it will really benefit you to listen to it no matter where you are in your health journey especially if you suffer from ibs chronic bloating or other gut related issues this episode is for you 
Okay, so finally, the big introduction. <laughs> Our guest today is Linda Stu-Ludi. So she is a clinical hypnotherapist and a wellness coach specializing in IBS and digestive disorders using gut-directed hypnotherapy. So her evidence-based treatment is founded on almost 40 years of clinical research that blends gut-directed hypnotherapy sessions, affirmation tracks, guided imagery, and wellness strategies that are available on her signature online gut-directed hypnotherapy program, her group classes, and her virtual private one-on-one sessions. It's such a cool topic. So by prioritizing the brain-gut connection and regulating the nervous system, she takes a really holistic approach to promote long-term gut health and balance in the body. So basically, she helps you get lasting relief from IBS symptoms without the restrictions, the diets, and the medication. And the more you listen to this episode, the more you can relate to it that we all kind of have these types of symptoms and And it could also be manifesting in a different way. So it's just very interesting, no matter where you are in your health journey, to really listen to what we talk about, because I feel like your mind's going to be blown by the holistic approach that we take in discussing these topics. We also go a lot into, I don't know, I love this conversation. We talked a bit about traveling, mindsets, and honestly, some of the best pieces of advice that I've actually heard, we discuss on following your dreams, perspectives, and I won't spoil it. But let's get into the episode, because this one is juicy. Okay, so I am delighted to have our guest with us this week. So again, Linda is a clinical hypnotherapist and a wellness coach who specializes in IBS and digestive orders using gut-directed hypnotherapy. And you know, I'm a big believer in holistic health that everything is connected. So your gut isn't just isolated on its own, and it's not just about what you eat and like the supplements you take, your mind and your body are connected. So I'm so happy to have Linda on this episode and talk a little bit about that. So we wanted to talk a little bit about your background and maybe how you became interested in hypnotherapy or anything you want to share on that. Yeah, thank you so much for having me on here. I love this topic. I'm so excited (laughs) to dive into this with you. And honestly, what led me here was basically my own journey personally. And I think for a lot of people, it's that like that suffering, that struggle that we go through can often be that gift that we can give to the world in our own way. And so when I was in my early 20s, I struggled a lot with anxiety depression. I burnt out. I was in school. I was working. I was in an unhealthy relationship and I just totally burnt out. And I started to to develop gut issues, like really painful gut issues. Sometimes I wouldn't even want to leave the house because I was in so much pain. And I cut out tons of different foods from my diet and it kind of got a little bit more restrictive over time. And tried so many things and it honestly wasn't until I addressed the mind-body aspect because I'd never really thought about it and I think this happens to a lot of people we can directly correlate like I eat food and then I feel crappy Mm -hmm. right like the food is the cause but really what I've come to learn throughout my own journey is that Often the not being able to tolerate food is the symptom of a bigger issue, as in your body's not able to digest it in the first place. And so when I started to work on myself and heal my anxiety, and I came across like different teachers, you know, I was reading lots of different books. I really wanted to figure out like, how do I heal myself? It wasn't just the gut stuff. It was like my anxiety and depression because that was Mm causing me a lot of suffering. I feel like I was just chronically suffering. I was in this internal turmoil of like sadness and getting triggered or, you know, feeling like life just wasn't really what I wanted it to be. I wasn't happy with with where I was. And 
So it was that exploration of trying different things, looking at different healing modalities. And eventually I came upon the subconscious mind, the power of the subconscious mind through Joe Dispenza and Bruce Lipton and some different other really incredible teachers. And it's when I came across them that I got really interested. I'm like, okay, so 95% of our daily behaviors, habits are like rooted in the subconscious mind. Mm -hmm. It's not happening on a conscious level. So that's where I decided to try hypnotherapy. And I was like, okay, I want to get a sense of, can I, can I get to the root? Can I get to the root of what's going on here, of why I'm feeling like this, of why, yeah, basically I've been struggling with this my whole life, the anxiety. And so I worked with a hypnotherapist and within like a few sessions, I was just completely blown away because my anxiety dramatically improved. My gut started, like all the symptoms started to dissipate. And it wasn't long before I noticed I could eat those foods that I just wasn't able to eat before. And I felt so much better. I felt so much more at peace with myself and the world. I stopped worrying about those things that used to just, you know, circulate inside of my being. And my whole life changed, you know, like I became so much more balanced and centered in who I was as I healed a lot of the past and all of these things that maybe I picked up along my life. So that's when I got really interested and I decided to study to become a hypnotherapist. And I also decided to specialize and focus in digestive health because I experienced a huge transformation with it. And not only that, so many people don't know this, but gut directed hypnotherapy, like for IBS and digestive disorders, this is one of the most researched forms of hypnosis ever. Mm. Like there's like 40 years of clinical research showing it to be an effective treatment for IBS. It's just not that known. And so I was like, okay, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, I mean, there's not, there's barely anyone doing it. And look, they've got all this amazing clinical research showing that it's super effective. And like, you can heal your gut without making necessarily dietary changes, even though that's important too. But it's a holistic approach. I think if you're struggling with some health issues, you want to look at different aspects to get a more complete and yeah, whole so I wanted to talk about restoration if, of your entire essentially, body. Essentially, if you've been struggling so the more with your gut, approach, essentially. and so you kind of feel what got me like there. stress, yeah, <laughs> no, I agree if you literally feel with like that, your emotions that whole mind-body approach to things, because if the first thing you think of when you think of gut health without having like any background on it is, oh, I'm eating something that's upsetting my tummy, but it might actually be stuff that's in your subconscious or things throughout your life, like emotions from the past or stress, those things influence your body. Like your body holds on to those things. On a call. So do you find that with your clients, like emotions from the past or stress, the right maybe even like limiting for the right come up with this topic? Well. And definitely, I, I think it's a majority of my clients actually, to be honest, they tell me that they're and chronically stressed. Gut healing community. Sometimes, actually very often, they'll tell me something happened around the time their gut issues started. But essentially, it's to really help give free resources, tools, a really stressful period, a big life transition like moving across the country. Because I really want to help as many people as I can to have challenging relationships that put so much emotional stress on the body. And so 
that's affecting even on these like the core levels, of it comes down to whether it's we want to go deep experiences that you're having that some change put you so in this like dysregulated state or so just chronic stress it's affecting and your nervous yeah, system yeah anybody ever mm-hmm. wants and to that's reach kind out of the key part here is that your nervous system is think of it like the highway of communication where everything is running through like from the brain to the gut different parts of the body to make everything work properly but if you're stressed or you've had trauma or intense experiences yeah no thank you so much for sharing all of your expertise and we're gonna have all of Linda's socials in the bio below which your Instagram is gut directed therapy yes and then we have all the clickable links so if you don't want to type it in I'll put all the URLs down below in the show notes so you can click it go give Linda a follow and then you can check out her website as well signals that are sent from your brain to your gut they can get Inhibited. So they're not working properly because your like, body is so in a great state of survival it's in fight or flight experience on this bus and in, in fight or flight <laughs> yeah <laughs> 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 when we met so it, in- yeah. it, it affects your emotions. Uh, thank you so much like again this was so great diarrhea. and as it usual guys all the information like i said will be in the bio well. below i'll put my socials in there as well if you listen to this episode make sure to tag both of us and post it on your story so we can see who's enjoying it send us any questions that you have about it or if you did any of the journaling prompts for exercises that we actually talked about and so it doesn't matter what you put in your body it's not necessarily sometimes it is until next time i hope you guys have a beautiful day and thank you so much for joining on the happy hippie podcast they're so annoyed because they just can't figure out what it is like they'll eat one thing one day like they're safe food and they're fine and they eat it the next day and they have like a horrible stomach ache and they think it's the food and then they're like cutting more things out when you know it can be the state that you were in when you were eating not just the food itself so that's a really important thing because not everybody understands to this level like how important how what state your body's in in terms of being able to digest actually is yeah no I have heard about that with IBS in particular too sometimes there could be like trigger foods for people and then there's mm-hmm. food that aren't those trigger foods but they still get some sort of reaction or flare-up but like you're saying it's the state that you're in at that time it all comes down to like the stress levels that person's experiencing or something else like subconsciously yeah yeah definitely and like IBS for example it's a diagnosis through elimination so they will test you with what they can and if they don't find anything they will diagnose you with IBS. And it's actually considered a disorder of the gut-brain interaction. So it's literally Mm. a disorder of how the brain and the gut are communicating with each other. And stress is the thing that breaks that communication cycle and makes things all like wacky and uncomfortable. Yeah. Could you go a little bit more into the connection between gut health and your brain and like overall mood coming into like stress or feeling like upset or happy like how does that work a bit if you're explaining it to somebody that didn't know anything about that connection you already dove into it really well but I want you to yeah. like explain it a little I bit can more go deeper. I think. yeah please <laughs> <laughs> so many layers to this yeah so if you think of like your brain and what connects it to your gut is the vagus nerve so it's essentially a nerve that runs down the base of your brain down into your gut And from there, the signals for everything to be functioning properly, all the systems, all the organisms, all the cells to be working, it gets traveled through this vagus nerve. Now, they can function, your brain can function independently from your gut. Your gut can actually function independently from your brain. So it's actually, you might have heard that it's considered uh, your second brain. 
And that's because it actually can function independently. And it has over 100 million neurons in your gut itself. It's a really important information, intelligent system of your body. Like a lot of people have felt having this gut instinct of you go somewhere and something doesn't feel right. Or you might feel different emotions in your gut, in your stomach. Like it's an emotional processing center of your body, which is another, I'm going to put like a little like insert here, which is if you have trouble digesting emotions or your life, you might have gut problems as well because it's the processing center. (laughs) Yeah, it ties into that. (laughs) Yeah, it totally ties into that. And so basically this energy, this uh, information center, which is your gut, it is it's, it can, like, let's say, I'll give some examples of, like, emotions that you would experience there. Sometimes fear or anxiety, like, before doing a presentation or if you're scared of having a conversation with someone or something's come up. Sometimes you can really feel it in your gut. I don't know For if you've sure. ever experienced yeah. that. That's literally the name, like, gut feeling when you, like, have, like, an intuition yeah. or, like, a it has a meaning. That's why, right? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And just like our heart, our heart is intelligent in its own way too, but so is our gut. So it's important to look at the deeper meaning behind the gut. And essentially your gut health is also connected to your mental health. So they've shown, they've done some studies they did on rats where they checked the microbiome and they saw that they did like a fecal transplant between like these like depressed rats and they gave it to these healthy rats. And then they found that when they did that, the micro, the microbiome of these depressed rats, when they transferred it to these other rats, that it made them actually depressed. And so the microbes that are in your gut, in fact, 95% of your serotonin, which is stored in the gut, that's like your mood stabilizer that affects your mood, your energy, your sleep. It's all stored in the gut. And so people who are more depressed and anxious, they have different bacteria in their gut as well. So what you eat is going to impact your microbiome. Stress is going to impact your microbiome. There's tons of things that can impact it. So it affects your mood. It affects your thoughts. It affects your way of feeling emotionally. And how you think and feel also impacts your nervous system response, which can then impact your microbiome. So they're, it's like a two-way. They're working interconnected. It's not one or the other. They're both interconnected with each other. So if you work on one, you're helping the other. But ideally, you want to be working on both at the same time. Yeah, for sure. That sounds very similar. I've had a lot of clients come in where they want to prioritize the training aspects of things or they're focusing on like macronutrients and that level of things. But sometimes Mm -hmm. I feel like when I speak to them, I find that they just need to take a step back and honestly stress management and things that tie to when they talk about their symptoms and they're talking about that they bloat a lot or they have these symptoms. It reminds me that maybe we have to focus on something else or I should direct this out to somebody else at this point, because before you can take those steps to work on your body, almost like you were saying before, if your body's in like fight or flight, we need to focus on that first or focus on healing that focus on the mind, focus on the gut, the things that are triggering you to have that stress response before we can put literally physical stress on your body and focus on like working out and things like that. So it's just interesting to hear that as well, because I feel like sometimes people don't think about this issue coming up first or that they should check this out before stepping into maybe like an exercise regimen or a different type of nutrition program. 
Definitely. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's one of these spectrums, one of the dimensions of health, right? You've got nutrition, you've got physical exercise, maintaining your body, and you have your mind. How was your, what are you thinking? What are you feeling on a daily basis? What are you feeding yourself mentally? Like, where is your stress coming from? And because essentially you could be eating all the right foods you could be working out regularly if you're super stressed and anxious and you don't love yourself and you're worried about everything that's going on in your life every single day like that's like essentially junk food to your body that's Mm, like you know you're not necessarily in optimal health if you're in that state no matter what you do externally you also want to be working on internally building health and acceptance and love and and healing emotionally as well peeling away the pain from the past these old programs these old paradigms that maybe just aren't serving you anymore that are causing pain and suffering if you want to move forward in life and you feel like you're stuck or you're you're like having self-sabotaging behaviors or beliefs that are keeping you in a certain life or a certain way of being you really yeah, I want to actively work on that. I would say in my life, doing that inner work is what allowed me to be free, to really experience deep inner peace, happiness, fulfilling relationships, deeper connection, because I feel more connected to myself. I can do more with my career, you know, like I can, I can process through whatever fears come up with owning my own business and going out and, and doing bigger things and so I think it's a really important part of like your quality your overall quality of life it's what's going on internally I agree and you can take exactly what you're saying into tons of different alleyways of life as well when you almost have that awareness to notice what's going on or reflect and look at the way that you're looking at things now because sometimes we're just moving so fast with things we're not even noticing how our body is reacting to something or how we're feeling or how like our stress could be impacting it I know when you said that it reminded me when I used to think about my food with a little bit more of a negative behavior so when I was in college I would sometimes I was so into the labels of food that I would almost be stressed eating a certain type of food. And I feel like having that energy while I'm eating that food, my body is almost in a stress state because of the way that I'm looking at it. Like I'm not looking at the food as it's something that's nourishing me or something that's adding to my life. I was looking at it like, oh, this is, um, I don't know, like a brownie. I'm not supposed to be eating this. And like I had like all those, you know, the subconscious things coming up, but you yeah. don't notice it if you're not, if you don't have the awareness or have someone to almost like help you notice that. Definitely. Yeah. I love that you pointed that out because it's so true. I've experienced that too. And the thing is that your mind is so powerful and your subconscious mind is always listening to you. What you're telling it, it's always listening to you. So if you're saying this is going to make me sick or I'm going to have a bad Mm -hmm. reaction to this or I shouldn't be eating this or I'm going to get bloated or I'm going to be in pain if I do this. Part of you is listening to that and part of you sometimes you're priming your body on a subconscious level to have a worse response than maybe would have been if you didn't have that. Not to say necessarily it would completely eliminate any response, but it definitely can escalate things. It definitely can prime your body to to basically listen to what you're telling it. And I know clients who experience like before they've even eaten, they already start to feel their stomach hurting because they're already thinking about how 
they shouldn't be like this is gonna you know affect their gut and so there's such a deep mind-body connection there that is like you're almost creating that situation for yourself which I feel like that it's almost like life right (laughs) the way that we look at life like we're creating these scenarios a little bit and your mind is powerful in that way but I'm curious like what do you do to deal with the subconscious or like when you're working with a client, like how do you go into the subconscious in a way that correlates with their gut health? Yeah, that's a great question. Before I dive into that, something just came to mind, which was this Ooh. really interesting study about how powerful the mind is. And then I'll talk about no, basically please share. what, what share it is. about the mind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they did some, they did a research with hypnosis where they took a group of people and essentially they had poison ivy and then they had like, I think it was like a maple leaf and they put people into a state of trance, into a hypnosis and they would rub the, they would, they would do some, you know, hypnotic techniques Uh, So essentially, they would make the person believe that they were rubbing, for example, the maple leaf on their hand, but it was actually the ivy, the poison ivy, and they wouldn't have a reaction. And then they would do the opposite, where they would put the maple leaf on their hand, and then they would say it was the poison ivy, and they would actually like get go out in a rash. What? So just them <laughs> believing in it was so powerful to affect the skin actually reacting to the plant based on their belief. Wow. So that's how powerful your mind is and what you believe to be true yeah so that's like a very direct with the physical like it literally made something physical happen because of what the mind was believing yeah exactly so super powerful and so in terms of hypnotherapy and working with the gut gut directed hypnotherapy which is what i'm trained in is where we focus on soothing and calming the gastrointestinal tract I guide people through guided imagery where they're really seeing their gut healed, repaired. They're seeing like soothing energy moving through it. We imagine it like wherever, whatever's going on. If I'm working one-on-one, it'll be specific. So if you're having bloating or constipation or whatever, we work with that to create imagery to tell your body a new program to essentially we're healing and changing the response patterns that the body is having to things to have a new response pattern, also to train the body and the nervous system to relax. And through doing that, you can actually help to relieve so many IBS symptoms. Like the research has shown 70 to 80% of people will have a significant reduction. That means like 50% about reduction in their symptoms. So that's like bloating, abdominal pain, constipation, diarrhea, And it also relieves anxiety. It's super good for anxiety and helping to improve your mindset and beliefs around things. So we feed the subconscious mind a new program. And then you feel into that, that your digestion's working well, that you can easily eat food, your body's absorbing all the nutrients. You know, we go through all these different types of suggestions essentially to feed the the mind and the body. And in between sessions, I have a lot of recordings that that my clients listen to once per day, just like a 15-minute recording. And that helps to really compound and accumulate all the work that we're doing together because when it comes to changing the subconscious, repetition is key. Mm. So there is some practices between sessions and we'd see each other once a week for an hour over the course of two months. So that's typically how I work with people and that's where I've seen the best results. And another part 
because I've been developing this for years now. I help people learn how to emotionally process what's coming up in their life and how to have a tool that they get access to a recording so they can do it in their own time. You know, if something comes up in your day, someone said this thing and got triggered or you felt betrayed by a friend because they did this or you had a stressful day at work, you have tools, essentially a toolbox to help you move through that on your own. Because I believe that You know, it's great to have people to work one-on-one with, but eventually you want to be able to Mm self-regulate, you know, that you can do it on your own, that you know how to do it on your own and you practice it so that you can achieve deeper levels of peace and comfort in the body and just feel good again, you know, get control back over your life again. I love that. That's so amazing too, having that resource, that toolbox for themselves. Because like you're saying, it's like, if you think about your sessions as almost a classroom, it's like doing the homework. And then once you, like when you write something down, it physically stays in your head more. So it's like when you're doing it on your own, like your own choice to sit down and come into the present moment and come into your body and like notice what's going on to calm those things down on your own. That's just awesome to know that it's almost like not only do you get that classroom experience but you get the real life experience of applying it too yes yeah yes because having that as part of a routine in your day you know self-care relaxation centering yourself grounding yourself like doing yoga like what you do is so important you know we can't just run on on like we can't just be busy all day doing things all the time you know our body gets tired it needs to rest and so many people just they completely override their body and do way too much and then it burns out so do you find that burnout is something that comes up a lot for people like triggering those symptoms whether it be from work or literally life like what you're saying running almost fumes yep definitely burnout chronic anxiety traumatic or intense experience, life experience. And also I've seen a, a common thread of people that are struggling with anxiety and tend to have more gut issues. There's also correlations between having trauma in early childhood and developing IBS as well. So there's a couple different correlations there. And I think that has to do with our nervous system. Like if you experience trauma, it shocks the nervous system too. So you want to get it back into balance because gut is one way it can manifest but stress can manifest in so many ways your skin your hair your nails you know like so many different things that it can affect and so it's just a one man one way that people experience that coming through the body that is true even in yoga we literally have poses for different things because they release or unblock when you have something physically stored in the body when they say trauma stored in the hips and that's why hip openers almost make you cry or like yeah (laughs) so it sounds so similar to that in a way where different parts of your body hold on to things or even when you guide I mean I bet you experience this too when you take somebody into like the hypnotic state when you're relaxing them sometimes when somebody tells you like oh release your jaw you don't even know you're squeezing it or like your tongue is like pressed up on the top of your roof of the mouth and then they're like yeah and you're like, wait a minute. And you can like slowly go through and having somebody guide you through that to actually take you into that relaxation is like a whole different feeling. And going into mm-hmm. that, like um, you were explaining the different parts that you go through the hypnosis with the person. Yeah. Um, do you have any more examples on like what it would be like if I was, let's say I was a client and I'm expecting like my first session, like how you guide them through completely? 
Definitely. Yeah, because hypnosis is a little bit of this mysterious thing for a lot of people. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, and what it is essentially is that we're relaxing the mind and the body to enter a theta brainwave state where you're more receptive. It can even be an alpha state, just a relaxed state of mind and body, because that's where you're more receptive to receiving suggestion for your subconscious to make changes and for you to make positive changes in your life. So what I do is I guide people through a process of relaxation, of centering the mind and body. We use specific hypnotic techniques to go deeper into the mind. And then once we're in those deeper states, that's when the more therapeutic stuff comes in, in terms of connecting the brain and the gut, really having the imagery or feeling the different parts of your body that you want to change and seeing that change happening, seeing the healing happening, seeing uh, your intestines, you know, like if it's blocked, you see everything flowing through it effortlessly, <laughs> or you can, you know, use your imagination to kind of give those areas what they need. And it really works. Like I have a client, I worked actually with so many clients that struggled with constipation and in a couple of weeks they're they're going multiple times a week where maybe before they just went once, maybe twice, and then they can get back to having regular bowel movements just completely naturally without medication. And so yeah, it's very customized. So we would go through that direct suggestion. Every session is different. I kind of go through a different experience every single time, but the container of it is a little bit similar in the fact that we relax and go deeper into the mind. And then you go on a little inner inner journey of healing. And then sometimes I will also specifically work with the parts of a person that are struggling with a specific problem. So an example of that would be anxiety around going to the bathroom at work. Maybe that's a thing. And so if that's a big problem or, or uh, food fear, like afraid around mealtimes, afraid of eating the specific food, then I would do a very interactive session where we communicate with the part of that person within the subconscious mind that is afraid or that is anxious. And then we get to the root of it. So we go through a technique where we can actually help get to the root. We can also go through techniques where we help get to the root of why the body is manifesting these symptoms in the first place to get a good understanding. And then we do that root cause healing from there. And it's really interesting what comes up in those sessions that people can get a lot of a deeper understanding as to why their body is doing what it's doing. And I've never had a case ever where the body was trying to actually harm the person or was working against them or fighting against them often it's like some form of a cry for help mm. or something that's been unresolved or it's trying to protect the body from you know trying to conserve energy like there's so many different things it's different for every single person but really figuring out what's happening like why is this why is the body making things so difficult <laughs> that's so interesting that reminds yeah. me too, almost when you were saying that when your mind does that with things, most of the time it's because your mind is like fear is your mind trying to protect you from something and it's mm -hmm. like manifesting in your body in a different way. But it, yeah. that's so interesting. Have you had like, cause I know when I do like my own uh, meditations or I've done like guided hypnosis before when there's almost questions being asked and like I come up with an answer like I've never had before. Have you had yes. clients have any like really interesting like aha moments that 
can come to your mind? Because I find that so interesting. Yeah, I mean, I think that happens like a lot. Like when I think about it, it's very personal for each person. But when they finally feel what's been going on or why their body's been doing that, I feel like so many people can come to such a deeper level of compassion and love for their body and just completely flip the perspective of what's going on and how they're contributing maybe to their body being in this state and what they can do to like not in a powerlessness but in a like empowerment of like oh I get it now I can understand this more so definitely and I know people who've uh, who've found that there's specific uh, situations or people that are at the root cause of it and so we do healing around that to help because you can't change your external environment but you can change your internal experience so Mm -hmm. if there's a big heavy charge emotional charge pain hurt grief we can work with that and we can help to heal and resolve and process that strong emotion that hasn't been healed yet essentially and so that can also be quite quite surprising for people as well to see where that root is yeah Yeah, that's so cool it's like taking somebody who almost I mean everyone I feel like in points they almost feel helpless when their body's doing something and they think they don't have a control on it but you're almost like bridging that gap between you have a little bit more of awareness and a connection with your body than you think you do in that time you know yeah 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 and I have like clients that have come to me and they're like I don't think I'm stressed and then we go through a session and they're like I've never been that relaxed in my entire life and then as we work together they start to realize the difference between being relaxed and being stressed because they had always been a bit stressed in a way like they they just didn't know how deeply relaxed they could actually feel so they didn't have much of a like scale to go from but since we start working (laughs) together they're like oh and then from there it really really helps them because then they know how to counterbalance that and they have tools and techniques to get into the rest and digest state where everything works better that's just so amazing to like go from that state and you're like this whole time I've actually been like in this level of stress I feel like that's how it is a lot of the time this day and age and taking the time to literally self-care like caring for yourself and going within and finding out why your body's doing these things or why you're feeling these way it makes you feel like less crazy because there's actual reasons or things in your subconscious that you're not thinking of all the time but it's almost Mm -hmm. like reflecting in your life in ways that you wouldn't have known Definitely. I mean, you must have noticed like between New York and Hawaii, I think those are polar opposite places, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like in terms of like stress and relaxation, just the contrast and people like the way of living and the way of living and so the true. normalization of stress in New York, for example. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. It, it's so interesting too. like the when I was like doing work there, we had different um, different managers, different departments, the way that like you would have like you were saying earlier I would have like a gut feeling going to talk to somebody about like something at work and they'd be like yeah no problem like (laughs) or they'd speak (laughs) about something that I was expecting to be so like intense and they're like no yeah you just got to do this and this and you'll be good to go instead of like getting like a verbal (laughs) yelling or something and oh my god yeah, yeah and I feel like your mind almost expects those things so when you actually come to that point where you're like wait this is how it can be it doesn't have to be this way it's so crazy like when your mind's been living yeah. in a certain state for a while like how that can be experienced almost <laughs> 
Totally. The kind of like bracing for something bad to happen and you live somewhere where everyone's so chill and they're like, no big deal. Like, that's so nice. Yeah. Is that what it's like <laughs> for you too, where you are in Tulum or is it like? <laughs> kind of. Yeah. It's kind of here. I mostly live in Playa, but I go to Tulum oh, really, really often. Yeah. It's just like an hour away. But yeah, it's just so like... I walk outside and people are happy. Everyone's saying hi to you. Everyone's on, we call it Mexican time, which I guess is like wherever you're on island time. Like everyone's late to everything. Yeah. If you have like someone coming to fix something at your place and they're like, I'll be there at 10. Expect them to be there at any point in the day. Even 4 p.m. They'll just show up. Like, I did it. I'm here. Like, Yeah, they just show up anytime. It takes a little bit of getting used to, but I like the more ease and flow that comes with living in a type of place like this just like Hawaii is so easeful and flow and synchronicity just like a portal Mm -hmm. like here is a portal of synchronicity too you would love it here so much too but it's it's just such a different way of life it's magical it's amazing it's so healing and nourishing and I just love it I agree I feel like I don't know like environment really does play a big factor and almost like we were saying a few minutes ago sometimes you don't notice things until you actually try it or you actually get there and I feel like that could be life advice in any way because you literally don't know if you like something or won't like it or how big of an effect it will have on you or how small of an effect it will have on you until you actually do it or you take that leap and that could be on anything it sounds really vague it could be on trying a new service it could be like going to a new place but when you actually put yourself there and can see how something affects you and how it can change your life because I don't know you're used to one thing but if you don't try the other thing you really won't know it'll just be a romanticized version in your head or a stigmatized version of what you think something is until you actually try it definitely and I think every new thing new experience it expands your worldview mm-hmm. it expands your way of understanding everything like I think one of the biggest examples is travel Because if you have only experienced like similar type of culture or you've only been in certain type of places, when you go somewhere that operates like nothing, like back home, it really deprograms certain things that you just think are normal. And you're like, oh, it's actually just not necessarily normal. It's just part of the culture. We were talking about something similar when we were talking about the water before like that. Do you have any examples? It could be that one. It could be something else that might have been like it could be a culture shock or it could just be something that really like took you out of what you thought was normal like in terms of in Mexico it could be it could I mean whatever's coming to your mind honestly so an experience well I mean honestly um being like yeah totally like The way things are here, there's certain places that you can go, certain communities, sound healing, events, Mm -hmm. drum circles, plant medicine, yoga centers here. You go there and everybody is so loving, kind. They treat you like they've known you forever. You just go in and everyone's like wide open. And for me, that's paradigm shifting because... I'm from Canada, like I'm from British Columbia and Canada, the West Coast of Canada, and it's beautiful and people are very nice, but people aren't very open. You know, you don't walk down the street and say hi to everyone and like you can like enter this super deep soul connection level of just like friendship and, you know, maybe never met them before. And here it's just 
every time I go out, I can meet someone and there is some incredible person that just feels so aligned. And, and what changes about that? It's just, it, it's just changed what I feel is we're so normal. We're, it's become so normal for us to be used to certain social settings where when you can experience something that's like only what you could have ever dreamed of and you didn't even dream of it you just like experienced it and you're like wow this is possible like people are actually (laughs) can be this loving and nice and accepting and I can fully be who I am and not be judged for it and it's just it's such a flourishing ground for you to be free to be your authentic self because I don't know about you I struggled a lot with fear of judgment of others and fear of what Mm -hmm. other people think of and having to play small because I was weird so I didn't want to be judged for being a weirdo <laughs> you no, know, I, like having yeah, different interests. I <laughs> <laughs> or literally, even like we can go into it in a minute, but like taking almost like an yeah. unconventional route in what you're doing for a living, like I can relate to that as well. But what you were saying mm-hmm. too, like living in the community or living like the section of Hawaii, like the um, the coast that we are on, it's same thing. They have a lot of drum circles. There's yoga every block down the street you can find a place or those ideas are just like accepted a lot more I feel like you can find them in cities and things like you can find anything I feel if you search for it but being in Mm -hmm. an environment where like you're saying the people are so inviting and you have all these resources I actually found myself a lot of the time when I was talking to people in groups I would in the beginning especially I would give a lot of disclaimers where I would try to I would be talking about something I like and I would like put in a little disclaimer where I was like oh I know this is weird but and then I've had people almost like check me and they're like it's not weird to talk about what you like or it's not weird to like fully let loose or the drum circles the first time I went to a drum circle I literally couldn't dance like I was frozen on the outside I remember like looking in and seeing people just dance like crazy like express themselves in a way that like I didn't even know I could move that way and then I forced myself the next time I went to go in and I was so awkward and then within like two weeks I was going every week and I was just like letting myself go and be authentic which was something I actually didn't know I wasn't letting myself do where I was before and it was almost took like a new environment a new experience which was scary at first and then new people to like allow myself to come out a little bit more and be like who I really am but I didn't know I was even blocking that I thought I was like very authentic before (laughs) and then when I was able to like go into this experience and see that I was like wow there's even more growth in this than I thought there was and I would have never known that unless I put myself in that type of environment or just like spoken to these people and was able to like find out like a new chapter about me, a new like unlocking, you know, a new milestone. <laughs> Total. I love that. That's so powerful. And it's so true. It's like the, it's showing how like you didn't even know, you didn't mm-hmm. even know that there was a part of you that was blocked until you went through and literally moved through it physically. And it's like, I feel like in life it's like that, or like when you go in yourself or just try new things or the journey of self-discovery like it just doesn't end in a good way I feel like it'd be boring Mm -hmm. if it did end (laughs) and you're like this is it (laughs) but it's like it's so fun how every chance that you have in life like you can choose kind of like what you want to do next or you can try something and again if you don't like something then you don't have it's like if you try food for the first time and you don't like it you don't have to eat it again (laughs) you know like you can Mm -hmm. experience something or put yourself out there or try a new activity or go to a new event that you never went to before but like when you actually do it like it's almost like climbing this ladder and you're kind of I feel aligned like you know when you're when you like something or if something feels good like you're inclined towards it a little bit more 
I'm being yeah. very vague, I think, but I'm thinking of like a hundred different examples. I don't know if that like yeah. opens anything for you, if you feel anything like that. Yeah, I think you just feel the resonance. Mm. You can feel if it feels right or it doesn't feel right. I feel I can feel it in terms of like, is this something that's going to serve me and support me and help me grow? Or is this maybe not quite the right thing for me to grow? But I would say what's helped me evolve and grow the most over the last, basically over my lifetime, is deciding to not go the conventional path because I could see, I would project myself down the future. I'd be like, what? I'm supposed to like be working like for the next 30 years. And so like my dad would always be like, get a government job. You need mm-hmm. a pension. And like, you know, he would <laughs> yeah, be know. like, become an optometrist. And I'd be like, I don't mm. even like eyeballs. Yeah. Like, you know, like when I was really like a little kid <laughs> and I was like, no, I'm like, wow. And I would look around and no one seemed happy. No one had time. No one like had energy. It's like, I don't want that to be my life. That feels feels like really sad to me to be doing something I'm not passionate about that I don't love and I and I spend more time doing that than even like being with my family or my friends or my loved one you know Mm -hmm. like we would spend so much time at work and so I started dreaming I started creating my vision I started creating vision boards and over the years like now I'm in in my dream that I only ever could have imagined before and it took like really getting out of my comfort zone and totally taking leaps of faith and moving to different countries and having no money at all sometimes to do anything you know and just like fully being like I'm not gonna give up on my dream I'm gonna find the thing that I'm passionate about I can help people with I'm gonna live where I want to live and it worked out it worked out because I was very I just didn't give up yeah Oh, I love that you shared that. And even when you were talking about that and you said that from even like a young age or just throughout your life, like there was something in you, whether it was like a ringing or you just knew like this is not where I'm supposed to be or this is not not where I'm supposed to be. But you knew there was something more or you knew like this path is not something. It's almost like um, when you heard like emotions are like an indicator system when you feel a certain way about something it's for a reason. You know, if you dislike something or like something, there's a reason that that gauge is going off for you you know there's a reason you're pushed away from something or you're drawn towards something and you follow that you almost acted on it how did that journey go for you finding or letting that path unfold did you find like as you took steps towards it more opportunities came to you was it like scary if there was a challenge just a little bit more about your journey yeah I think it was a bit of a roller coaster to be (laughs) honest like incredible incredible moments and experiences and connections that were transcendent and amazing and incredible challenges like you know just incredible challenges incredible heartbreaks incredible like feeling like things aren't going to work out you know all of these things but ultimately that's part of life and we're always going to be faced with challenges. Otherwise we wouldn't be growing, you know, like being here on earth in this body and choosing to have a life here and living our life by design. It is the path of ultimate growth and there's always going to be challenges along that journey. And so even when the challenges came, maybe it would knock me off guard for a while and maybe something would happen, but I would always know 
what I truly wanted. And there was no way that I was going to settle for a life that I don't love. Like, even if I didn't love it in the moment building up to it, I'm like, no, I'm going to keep, I'm just going to keep doing it. And so, yeah, I would say like the, just the, I don't know how to describe it. It's hard to put my finger on it. It just felt like this, I can't let my life go to waste. Like, I feel like there was a moment, like, I, like my potential, like what I could create, what I can be. I cannot let that go to waste. I don't want to feel like I'm just letting my life go by and not really living it. That was like my worst fear. It's not death. It's just that I like don't truly live and I like have a like life I don't even care about, you know, no, <laughs> like exactly. that sucks more. Ugh. I yeah. can relate to that. But like, I don't know, my heart just feels so full hearing you tell that story because like it, I feel like a lot of people can relate to it. I can. And it's just that inner knowing that you have and you have so many gifts and you share your talents in your business too so it's cool mm-hmm. that you're able to like you're able to make an impact and help people with what you're doing and you're able to do something that you're passionate about and you also get to live your life because of it you know there's benefits for you and there's benefits for other people like how does that make you feel that that's the life you're living <laughs> <laughs> it makes me so happy honestly sometimes I, it like really hits me almost every day to be honest <laughs> I'm like really like this is my life like I like I'm living like my view is the jungle right now with just like incredible windows I wake up to the jungle views every morning I'm a block away from the beach from the Caribbean sea (laughs) you know like I have the most amazing boyfriend ever he's so incredible so loving I love my business so much I have the best community of friends here I'm like this is just like, how is this even possible? Like I have to just, I, I'm just have to remind myself every day to be so grateful for where I am and, and how this all came to be. And, and it's just so much gratitude and appreciation really. Yeah. Well, you can hear it when you talk about it too. Like, I feel like that attitude adds to it, you know, it influences when you have that gratitude for what you have in the moment. Like it just continues to like build and create more for you almost. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, definitely. (laughs) I definitely feel that. Do you think you have any advice for anybody who's listening who they want to follow their dreams or follow something they're passionate about or take a big leap, leap, whether it be like building a business or moving somewhere else or any bit of advice that you feel kind of can come from your heart for anybody that is listening? Yeah, that's a really great question. I would say... Take time to slow down and create the space. If you don't even know what that thing is, either create the space for the ideas to come because oftentimes we're so busy, we don't allow space for our inner voice, for our soul to, to allow what wants to come through us to emerge. So I think creating space and stillness within ourselves, whether that's meditation or going away and, you know, disconnecting and journaling about your vision or what would be like, just like if money weren't an issue and where you lived wasn't an issue, like what would be your dream life? You know, just, just like tapping into in a playful way. Cause you know, you don't want your mind coming in and thinking like, but that can't happen. Like if you took away all the doubts, just like journal about what that would be. Like what could it possibly be to be living your dream life? And then focus on that vision and create something like I do this thing personally that I've found has helped me create most of my dreams into reality is a mix of many, many things. Uh, but scripting is incredibly powerful. It's where you journal 
and you project yourself into the future, like one year, five years, 10 years into the future, whatever you want. And you essentially write down as if you're journaling as that person in, let's say, five years from now. So you write down in the present moment, speaking in the present moment as that person living your dream life. And you tap in all the emotions, all the feelings. So examples of it would be like, I love, like, let's say my dream was to move to Thailand and have an online business. (laughs) Oh my God, I love waking up every day, looking at the islands and like my view in Thailand. Like my life is so amazing. I feel so grateful every day being here. I just feel like my life is filled with beauty and abundance and my business is thriving and I can't believe how much it's grown over these last years. I feel totally financially free. You know, like you just write as if you've already lived that. And I do this like all the, like multiple times a year, I script out my dreams. I think that could be a good place to start. I have a million ideas, but I'm oh, going to say I love that. that's, <laughs> that's so a good place good. to start. <laughs> no, that is great. That's great advice. And that's also a great piece of something that you can physically practice. So mm-hmm. I would love for anybody who's listening to try that out. Like, it's almost like you're creating that vibration of like, you're feeling that th- you're feeling gratitude for something in the future. So you're almost like aligning exactly. with that vibration. You know, it's not like lack, you're not lacking that you don't have that thing. You're feeling the appreciation for having something. So you're almost aligning with that. So it's, that's mm-hmm. a great practice. I love that. It's really powerful. Yeah. yeah. I love it too. Oh, <laughs> my goodness. Thank you for sharing that. Mm, I also you. had um, two questions. I yes, I don't know. I just thought it'd be interesting. It kind of builds on what we're saying, but it could go anywhere. The two questions would be: if you have the best piece of advice that you've ever heard, and maybe the worst piece of advice that you ever heard. <laughs> if you followed a mm-hmm. piece of advice, mm-hmm. or somebody told you advice, and you were just like, no. <laughs> yeah, I think. Well, the best piece of advice, I think it's just, I don't know if it's someone that's told me or it's something I've just learned through research and what I do and everything that I've learned. But I would say the key point in, I feel, living the life that you truly desire is understanding that your external reality is a reflection of what's going on internally. And... You can tell what's going on internally by looking at what's showing up externally. So if you don't like what's going on outside in your life, in your external reality, your relationships, your work, your whatever it is, you want to work on clearing out the internal and things will start to appear to match the new, the new level that your internal world is at. Like it's, if you look at it more on like a frequency level, that is, I feel it's been like a secret key for me really changing my life dramatically, like exponentially, is doing the inner work and then the outer world starts to match that change that you make inside of yourself. And the worst piece of advice <laughs> I would say was from my dad. Is like when I was growing up, he used to tell me, you know, you're, you're not supposed to love what you do you're supposed to struggle. Mm. No, I know. Because <laughs> I would always have all these dreams. I was like, I want to live in Japan. I want to go. I want to do this. I want to do that. And he would just be like, no, that's not what that's life not is it. about. You're supposed to work hard. You're not supposed to just love what you do. Like you're supposed to struggle. Um, you should get like a good, safe government job and all of these things. And if I did that, I would be 
miserable. No, exactly. It's a projection of something yeah. inside. Yeah, and that everybody's gonna have a projection like that. That's so funny you shared that. I feel like it's a good, <laughs> good question to ask, like anyone who's listening to, like ask yourself that question and then find out why, like why that piece of advice is in line with you, and they can also help kind of point you in a direction you want to go. I feel like mm-hmm. it's always like. I had that happen to you. My dad said the similar thing, but it was almost like a limiting belief. Like I grew up seeing both of my parents doing like overtime work. So I always had this thought in my head that I had to be doing the most, like I had to be exerting myself heavily. And I found that pattern when I was like in college, I would take on like extra shifts because I associated with more money and I was just burning myself out. (laughs) But it's interesting how that comes up. But thank you for sharing. We take on a lot. Yeah, we take on a lot from our parents' belief unconsciously, consciously, like what we see basically growing up. Yeah, I feel like this episode too, it's just like a good taking time to reflect inward. Take a moment to think about what you think you know and maybe question it or take about think about what you see on the outside and see how maybe the inside could be reflecting it on lots of levels. I feel like it all kind of tied into that theme. Like everything we were talking about kind of wrapped into that. Like it actually went back to the same things we were talking about when it came to like the brain and the gut and your outside experiences. It's like going within and seeing what's going on there and why the outside is having that reaction. (laughs) Yeah. It's all interconnected. It definitely is. Yeah. That's so crazy. Um, I guess for our last few questions, is there anything that you would like to share? Is there a topic that you'd like explore a little bit or a question maybe you'd like to answer or something that you just want to share get off your chest relating to anything Hmm. we talked about today or not (laughs) yeah so I wanted to talk about if essentially if you've been struggling with your gut and you feel like stress is impacting your gut if you feel like your emotions could be triggering your flare-ups if you've been suffering from chronic bloating or pain or motility issues and you tried changing your diet and it just hasn't really resolved things, then I invite people to book a call with me. I have a free 30 minute clarity call where you can, we'll jump on a call, figure out what's been going on with you. And then I can help guide you in the right direction. See if we're the right fit to work together as well. I also have a online community that's free for anyone to join Hmm. and it is the gut healing community. I'm sure there's going to be a link in the, in the, um, in the podcast notes, but essentially it's to really help give free resources, tools, there's lives, there's trainings on gut health and the mind-body connection, because I really want to help as many people as I can to have this mind-body transformation and help get to the deeper root causes behind what's actually going on, even on these deeper levels, not just the surface. We want to go deep and, and help to create some change so that people can get control back over their lives. So I have that. And yeah, if anybody ever wants to reach out with specifically what you've been going through too, I'm happy to support in any way that I can. Just really want to, yeah, just spread this message behind how there's so much more to the gut than just what we put in it, just nutrition wise. Yeah, no, thank you so much for sharing all of your expertise. And we're going to have all of Linda's socials in the bio below, which your Instagram is gutdirectedhypnotherapy right? Yes. Okay. Perfect. (laughs) And then we have all the clickable links. So if you don't want to type it in, I'll put all the URLs down below in the show notes so you can click it, go give Linda a follow, and then you can check out her websites as well. Yes. 
I'd love to hear from you. Yeah, and it was so wonderful being here. Like, it was so great talking to you after our, like, magical experience on this bus in Hawaii. Yeah, <laughs> literally. <laughs> when we met. <laughs> yeah. Uh, thank you so much again. This was so great. And as usual, guys, all the information, like I said, will be in the bio below. I'll put my socials in there as well. If you listen to this episode, make sure to tag both of us and post it on your story so we can see who's enjoying it. Send us any questions that you have about it. Or if you did any of the journaling prompts or exercises that we actually talked about, let us know what you think. (laughs) I would love to hear about that. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Until next time, I hope you guys have a beautiful day and thank you so much for joining on the Happy Hippie podcast. (laughs) Thank you for having me. Wishing everyone an amazing rest of your day.